0: Have you ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online? Most sites make it complicated and then try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets. Now, the baseball season is, of course, finished, so I won't be on it as much looking for tickets for baseball or at all, really. I mean, what games are there? But um, comedy is is a big thing I like to enjoy during the winter, and so you can st- you can use SeatGeek for everything else, concerts. That's kind of all encompassing when it comes to comedy shows, um, you know, theater shows, actual con- you know music concerts, all sorts of different stuff. Uh, they got Broadway music festivals. They got everything on there, so you can still use it to find that. In fact, I was just looking the other day uh, to find some some Se- Seinfeld tickets, so I'm kind of Interested to see what I'm going to be able to find there. He's coming uh, in January. so Now, SeatGeek has taken all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. SeatGeek pulls the tickets available on other sites all into one place, so you save time and you never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming games, and SeatGeek will let you know if prices fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value, so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, SeatGeek shows you the full price from start to finish and never surprises you with huge fees at checkout. In fact, I can get you 20 bucks just for listening to the show. All you have to do is uh, download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo, enter the promo code SLEEPER, SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase with them. So again, just download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code SLEEPER today. Welcome to episode 413 of The Sleeper and the Bus. It is Thursday, December 15th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined by Eno Saris Eno. We're in the middle of December. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. it Fire up that hot
1: stove, guys. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> just, I feel like we haven't had enough. We haven't had enough juice to, to keep us going. And, and know why? We, they it all won-
0: came at once. The winter yeah. <laughs> was all a, a bundle of excellence. It's like, this is a stupid analogy, but I'm going to use it. I used to have a fireplace in my old place, and sometimes you buy those logs for the fireplace, those, those – fake wood logs or whatever and they burn great for like 30 minutes and then they were garbage and they would like flicker for the next two and a half hours and that's why they could say it burns for three hours (laughs) I want the extended one the the freaking $10 one that stays lit really well for two hours and then kind of dies down that's what I want for a hot stove here but hey we can't get greedy it is approaching the holidays I feel like if we kind of would Maybe look back at previous calendars. We would see that this little period here is a little bit of a lull right before the holidays, and then immediately after them, heading into the new year, and then we're gonna have another flourish in January. But man, I want some damn trades, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we're
1: actually a little bit behind because the CBA um, and. Uh, yeah, I think that pushed things. There wasn't anything happening when the CBA was all that we were talking about, so we're still behind on that, and we still haven't caught up. And even though the winter meetings was a flurry of activity, when I look at the list, I say, wow, there are a lot of corner bats with power and a lot of relievers left. I mean, there's a lot of relievers left. For any team like the Nationals who are, who are, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, like, you know, they didn't get one of the top three well, you know what? I love Blake trying We talked about him last week, and Sean Kelly is as good as about as good a roogie as you can get. You know, against right.
0: Network did some work on uh, defensive, or excuse me, deserved runs average yesterday on MLB Now, and, and Kelly was... he even highlighted Kelly as as one of the better ones. So you're talking right. about at least a solid arm there, even if he can't close. They could get somebody who can just be they just throw in a solid the... closer.
1: They could they could throw in two more guys and have and then all of a sudden we'd be talking about their pen late in the year as being such a strength if they got like Ziegler and Hudson and Hudson was healthy and Ziegler just had another one of those years yep. all of a sudden that's a great pen you know yeah, you can and put then might like, on a dime you really can't yeah.
0: always have to be the Chapmans the Millers like those are great but obviously those come at a huge cost you still have guys that are are just kind of that middle uh, to upper middle tier that are just really good Daniel Hudson's one that you keep naming. Um, and I like, and I'm still not holding. I'm still holding out hope that Greg Holland's going to get his velocity back All right. already too. I mean, that that that's was over man. a month ago that he had that showcase. It doesn't mean that's who he is now at ninety ninety one. I still think that he could spike back up, even if he gets back up to ninety three ninety four with spikes of ninety five ninety six. I still think that devastating splitter and slider combo will make Greg Holland useful. So um, yeah, and then
1: you, and then d- to the other point, like you know the the corner the bats. You know, I wrote a piece earlier this year that, like, the average outfielder is getting lighter and faster, more defensive-oriented. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really painful, obviously, that's the case. Because if you look at the the guys that are left, the free agents that are left, they're all the sort of lumbering, older, power-only guys. Definitely. And, and um,
0: come at a discount.
1: Yeah. And, speaking. And you know, I think those I think that's probably one of the, the last remaining thing that, you know, everyone's sort of waiting on everyone's, well, you know, the biggest names that are left are, are those those power outfielders or power one
0: big corner infielder. That's our that's leading off our question of the day here. Where will Edwin Encarnacion sign? I, I I can't really put together a big market. And right now it's looking to me like Toronto either figures out something where they say, hey. Not going to give you quite as much as you want, but we'll still give you something very healthy. Come on back. Or Cleveland. Those are the only two that I'm like seeing. Do you see any other fits? Where do you think Karnas- and Karnasiel is going to go?
1: Um, you know, I, I think uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have an idea. I have I'm an idea. It's interested. Texas Rangers. I love it. And the reason I say this is because the Texas Rangers actually – According to Kotz, and I, you know, it's complicated, and there there are are brazes that Kotz doesn't put in there. Sure. but if you look at Texas arb, arbitration situations right now, it's Chirinos, Deakman, Shepherds, Griffin, and though Dyson, Dyson will get expensive, um, and Jeremy Jeffers could get a little expensive because he did get some saves last year, mm-hmm. but there, there are one, so it's not expensive like ten million dollars expensive. Exactly. Um, so I think I don't have it in front of me, but I think if you add all that up, we'll check uh, this. Hang on, I got this I, for I, you. Um, gonna be trade
0: on uh, Baseball Reference they make estimates of these arbitrations. Okay, and there so you go. for Chirinos two one, Sheppers one one, Deekman, two yeah. six, Griffin one nine, Profar one one. Jeffress 2.9 and Dyson 3.9 so Dyson was the highest there at 3.9 Otherwise, you're looking between one okay. and two, two mil with these guys
1: well, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, but that still adds up I mean, it's if I was doing the math in my head. It's still probably like
0: 15 million I'll do the I'll do the exact math for you right now to see how smart you are. You're very smart 15.6. Okay. You're very smart
1: alright, so uh, that means that they are at 145 right now, but still um you know, Edwin, and they were, the the thing is, they were at 158 last year, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, 10 million plus, it's not quite Edwin, but I think, you know, there's inflation, and, and, and also, um, you know, the fact that uh, they did, they made the postseason last year, there's postseason money, um, they want to keep going, they want to keep going well, they don't have a first baseman, really.
0: Well, and then uh, Luke Roy and Darvish come off the books next year, doesn't, you know, they know that that's not guaranteed money beyond this year.
1: Um, and otherwise, like, you know, the, the jobs have dried up. Unless you get Ryan Zimmerman out of Washington somehow, um, they don't – and they, they – they, I think part of the reason they did the Adam Eaton trade was because they didn't really want to spend money money. They'd rather spend prospect money.
0: And they love him. Like, uh, he's an institution, Ryan Zimmerman is. And I know that that – you can't just go with the off-the-field stuff to, to make your decisions or else you'll wind up in, in – In trouble more often than not but i think that they're still looking at him saying listen this was another uh injury riddled year and yes he's gonna be 32 but he's he's you know been above average every year but last year last year was by far ryan zimmerman's worst season so even if he just gets and he still hit the
1: ball really hard so exactly in terms of exit velocity if
0: he gets back to being an 800 ops guy it's not completely out of the realm. He was hitting 7.73 OPS back in 2015. That's a stone's throw from 800, and they can live with 800 there um, for the guy that they like, even even at the big money, because they're gonna be paying him what 20 something, uh, yeah. 14 mil. Actually, in this market, if he gets back to 800 OPS, that's relatively affordable. But yeah, I, I don't All think right. they want. I don't think they want. I think Texas is a really interesting name here.
1: So, I mean, otherwise you're looking for a contending team probably in the American League uh, that has a little bit of money left. Um, I think, you know, you could be talking about the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays were at 136 last year, and uh, they're at like 128 right now. That's still not a lot of room. Yeah um so i i think the blue jays i think the blue jays are trying to bottom feed they're trying to get some money for like three for 45 or you know the, the big rumor and i thought jose bautista might come back there every year you know all offseason i've been saying that uh and the big rumor now is that he comes back one for 17 that's that's not gonna you know that's not gonna get edwin and um no, i just don't get him
0: back it's it's either or they either break the bank a little bit put, push the budget up and get edwin or they like you said Again, we're talking relative values here. They kind of save and just go Bautista one year, blow it out a little bit that way instead of the long-term commitment and see what they can do with him along with Pierce and Morales, who they added. Um, yeah, and so and then also, yeah, the thing that they added, Pierce and Morales, I
1: think that makes Bautista a better fit because if you look at their outfielders, their outfielders are all kind of defensive at this point, defense uh, with a little bit of OBP. We're talking about Pilar um, uh, Carrera, and um, you know they got Upton still. Yep.
0: Um, Pierce is penciled in,
1: and uh, Pierce Pierce will help uh, Upton, but but you know basically I think you would want to have Carrera and, and PR at in short in center, definitely. You know, or Carrera is the fourth defensive guy. Have Pierce. Um, and maybe somebody in one in one and you know there's still you know Pearson Upton together would be one that still leaves one corner outfield like pretty much up in the air.
0: Oh yeah, they've got Carrera penciled in on roster resource right now, and you but can, that's you can't go in as a contender with Ezekiel Carrera yeah. as your your starting right fielder. And let's 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 just be real. And I'm not saying this. I want this to happen um, or that it's guaranteed to. But Devon Travis has not shown the ability to stay healthy and. You know, if in fact, you, you might need Pierce taffern, there too. That's where Pierce is going to go. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. So uh, I think they're really set up to get an outfielder more than the first baseman. So that that takes them out of the um, out of the Edwin running a little bit. Uh, and then the other big rumor was a uh, Houston Astros. They were at ninety seven last year million dollars on their payroll, okay. and they're already at ninety one now minus arbitration, which actually for them includes Keuchel, uh, McHugh, Gonzalez. There are fires george springer yeah so they're already over well over 100 million and that'll be something they haven't done uh since 2009 of course with inflation there have been some other years that in today's dollars were near 100 but that's you know once uh yeah, once or they're,
0: twice they're estimating a baseball reference to go up to 127 mil with the arb about 30 oh, mil worth of arb
1: wow 30 mil because of springer and yeah so they're they're they they're already hurting. They're, they're, it's like kind of what Billy Bean said, where if I had the groups that the Astros and Cubs had, I wouldn't be able to afford them in year two, you know, yeah, exactly. or year three. And that's that's what's coming to that's what's coming to the Astros and the Cubs are going to have an NLA Dodgers type uh, payroll pretty
0: soon. And then the Royals are going to deal with the fact that they can't keep everything together. That's part of the reason they trade, traded Davis, because they are more of an Oakland situation where all these guys are coming due, um, you know, for, for contracts. Hosmer, Mustakis. Uh, escobar and davis and obviously they already moved one and they're probably only going to keep one of those other guys
1: yeah and you know i don't think the yankees are really in spend mode uh they've got too many young guys and they've been acting more like a you know trying to get under the lux tax like you know kind of trying to get young team i think they love bird too yeah bird is too good Um, and then there's just a lot of places where there's no fit i mean unless the angels open up you know even further and start spending more money which doesn't seem like they're doing i mean they they went and got they went cheap at a couple of positions
0: and then where are you gonna um, you gonna play crone they like crone he, he hit well right. before the hit by pitch
1: Then he's a dh only and um you know that's that seems like a lot where edwin's a dh only so that that's kind of weird and, and you know first base is one of those weird spots where you know uh, they're kind of Either either teams are skimping on it, or they're they everyone's like pretty much set, or
0: they have a star exactly. I could I could still see, and I mentioned this with when Paul and I did a did an episode, a sneak tip one maybe Seattle. Um, well, I mean Seattle's been jumping up in money,
1: yeah, and, and Seattle's been rumored in on Trumbo, which um, it seems a little bit more their style where they're not they're True, not spending. But, but they
0: tried that, man. That
1: didn't work. right. I mean, it, it really. Wow, they're projected by COTS to be at $142 million, yep, the Mariners.
0: 144 by uh, by Bref. so right right in line.
1: $20 million jump. See, I just don't, I mean, are, are the Mart- Nintendo guys really signing off on another $20 million on top of the biggest payroll? It's another $20 on top of last year?
0: Exactly. Valencia, Martin, and Segura slated to get fat cash in ARB, 5-3, three, three, and 7-3, respectively.
1: Yeah, so I think right now there's two teams at the table. Texas and maybe maybe they're trying to use Seattle, but I think there's two teams at the table: Texas and Baltimore.
0: So, you, you, um, Baltimore? Or do you mean Toronto? Baltimore. You think Baltimore could get in on this? Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to go back to Trumbo. You don't think you don't buy any of the Cleveland stuff that we're hearing?
1: Well, I mean, I think that everybody that's in on Trumbo is sort of in on Edwin, right? So oh, that's true. I, I think the Edwin Trumbo market is. Uh, but Trumbo has a little bit more ability to play outfield. You could sneak him out there. Certainly. Like You're like uh, the there. Mariners snuck out Cruz out there and um and the Bal- Baltimore snuck out Trumbo out there. So I think, you know, the Blue Jays may not be in the market for Edwin, but they may be in the market for Trumbo. So that that's one more team uh, on the, in the Trumbo market. But I think Trumbo probably has to wait for Edwin to sign. I
0: agree. I agree. So,
1: um
0: yeah. you you want to kind of see how that goes. I I, I I think that the Cleveland Indians could make sense here. They're going to go from 93 to 103. So they're only going up about 10 mil.
1: And they got some from the postseason.
0: And they're not paying anybody over 10 million per year. Andrew Miller yeah. and Jason Kipnis at nine apiece are their highs.
1: With that staff, and you add like a really big bat to it, and then, it's exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, you then you, you don't right now they have Michael Brantley penciling in at DH. That's just because they're filling the outfield with healthier guys. Obviously, when Brantley's healthy, he's going to play in the outfield. Abraham Almonte is not a starting left fielder, so I don't. I consider their DH to be open, and you just play Santana and Edwin there at first. Yeah, DH we have
1: Jesus Aguilar. Yeah, there. Um, so there's there's really an opening there because I, I think you really want Brantley in left. I think well you know if his arms really hurting then you're going right and just Lonnie Lonnie Chisinau can't have a bad arm I mean he's a third baseman
0: no I think he's like it's more about his routes and ability to run out there uh, for Chisinau that that hampers his defense his arm I think is fine and I'm sorry guys I'm just not sold on Naquin necessarily being the lockdown center fielder so I think, yeah, but I think they're plenty his
1: of yeah yeah I think they I think. I think the Indians uh could be and then I think I want to throw the Athletics in not because they necessarily have money but they always have like a February surprise um be a hell of a surprise. Right now they're at 86 but you know yeah. When, it would be I a feel like surprise, their but,
0: October surprise would be more of a trumbo deal. Yeah. Because it would yeah. still be pretty surprising for what what they're going to have to pay
1: him. Yeah, I think Edwin would be too much, but but some what well, somebody is going to surprise because the the market is there's too many Mystery. people left um, for the job. Like some, somebody's going to be out of luck, and if you look at uh, sort of power bats that should get you know decent, uh, there's so there's Edwin, but then there's Brandon Moss. I guess you know. I guess Brandon Moss and, and Napoli. Don't uh, forget Napoli. Oh yeah, and, and there's and there's Adam Lind, who is not terrible. And if you put Adam Lind in Toronto again, like he would be fine. Uh, Chris Carter, like you said, um, you know, and then there's Michael Saunders. Even
0: I'm curious uh, how much the uh, Phillies fancy themselves as ready. Wade versus how much they think Tommy Joseph can handle an everyday job because otherwise they could become players in this market as well. Maybe not for Edwin, but for any of those other guys that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, let's see here. I want to just do all um, batters. The good thing yeah. about this – that going to be about, in on any batter, and I think they would like him to be young. So let me just do it for young, youth because they, they want him to be around for a couple of years. So. Yeah, exactly.
0: While you look that up, I'm just going to say that this actually really bodes well for my softball team because there's going to be too many guys to go around. I figure we can probably get one of them on the our <laughs> softball team. The only bummer is I generally play first, and so I could be out of a job. But, hey, if we win, it's okay. It's okay. We'll <laughs> to right field and, and bumble around out there.
1: Well, you know, Tommy Joseph is a right-hander. Pedro Alvarez. Ooh, a really clean platoon right there. For Phillies, you know, just, um, you know, beef him up a little bit. And if he, if Tommy Joseph's takes a step back, then you've got a more traditional platoon there. And just, uh, Pedro yeah. Alvarez is 29. And then, you know, there really isn't, this is a really bad free agent market, so they may not really get in on it. You know, Austin Jackson. As their kind of fourth outfield, they did this with Peter Borges before, so maybe like you know fourth outfield defensive help for Odubel, who they just signed for a big deal. You know, maybe you know put a good defender next to him on the corner in the in the meantime. Maybe they take a bet that Michael Saunders will be healthy for three years. What do you mean? Give,
0: what do you mean? Put a good defender out there. They have Howie Kendrick. You know what are you talking? <laughs> about
1: you? Well, they might trade Cesar Hernandez. I mean, the Cesar Hernandez to to to. Uh, L A has to has to be considered. A, they got a some, some of the rumor. Who got no? I meant L A Dodgers.
0: Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. I thought you
1: meant the Angels. Yeah. I will never refer to the Angels as L.A. L is L A. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all
1: right, all right. So on onwards, onwards okay. and
0: up. M- moving on. Let's talk. But about... I would
1: say, just to sum up, Edwin thing. I would say that the Rangers are my favorite. Okay. I like your dark. I like your dark horse Indians pick.
0: Okay sweet so well we'll keep it we'll keep tabs on that for sure that's the biggest chip to fall still but some chips have fallen let's talk about them dexter fowler out to st louis on a on a five year deal really interesting deal very saint Louisy to me like when it happened i was like yep that totally fits um obviously going to go out there play center field for them what do you think about it? i'm gonna get i'm getting the terms right now i think it was 582 yeah 582 and a half not that we really care about that for fantasy aspects, but five years eighty two and a half million dollar deal Dexter Fowler to the cards, you know assess
1: Yeah, if he plays to you know better than uh league average Uh play over the course of the contract Uh, or even he just plays the league average play mostly Um, he'll be he'll be worth that um uh, let me see if I will ever turn. Yeah, he'll be. I mean, I think so, because there's inflation. So by the end of the five years, a win will cost more than the seven or eight it costs now. So exactly. he's, he's probably likely they probably paid him on the level of a sort of a, a league average guy. And in the last two years, he's actually been worth uh, six wins, seven, eight wins. So if he's if he's more of a three win guy, then they then then the contract was worth it. I think that Powers is, is is kind of an interesting thing there because he was the guy who left uh, the Rockies and everyone thought that the power would take a big step back and it did with Houston for a year, and then spiked. but and spiked you know in 2015 um, and, and stayed there in 2016. If he's more like a 110 to 120 ISO guy, which he could be because St. Louis is the worst park he's called home. By
0: far, uh, really, because he's, he's yeah. got some really nice parks to play in.
1: And he used to be he used to be like an all doubles, no homers guy um, for a while. And, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see how many of those um, homers he can hit out and if they're all going to be on the road or whatever. So I think there's, uh, for, for our purposes, for fantasy purposes, there's, there's some risk here. There's some risk here because people think of him as a 275, 15, 15 guy, uh, they think of that 20 stone bases in 2015, and if they, you know, he's never been a volume stone base guy. And if he no. takes any step back there to 10 stone bases, and then also takes a step back in homers, and so I'm a you're talking about a 10-10 guy, and then you know the batting average is projected to be 255, and I can't really argue with it
0: too hard. No, I can't either. Um, like, I, I think that is a little bit on the lower end, but you don't look at it and say, oh, that's outrageous. And, we, and we've said that about some of the projections this year that we've already looked at. So it's not like we don't ever go against the projections. I, I think it is somewhere in that 255 to 270 range. That's not a lot of hits. So it, it's, it, that's kind of where he's living. A little bit of bad luck in a new park for, for Dexter Fowler. And all of a sudden, yeah, you're talking about a 255. And it is a situation where if it's not an OBP league, maybe he's not the maybe he's not the best investment in and, and name value might cost you more than the output you're going to get
1: yeah yeah and i i, I think he's going to be one of those a little bit of a classic case of um of uh better in real life you know yeah, because absolutely. i it Especially is it is weird good. though because that part is is up in the air too i mean is it positioning or uh i i have a feeling that he's more of like a minus five true talent outfielder where the athleticism is good. Um, you know, the reads aren't always 100%, and he needs to be sort of coddled by positioning to to get to zero or whatever. Um, yeah, he
0: I at, mean, he's it's... at one, just one flat last year for his fielding metric there. Um, previously, he's been as bad, like with Houston, a minus 22. Yikes. Yeah. Had some really bad numbers in Colorado. That's a tough outfield to succeed in. So we'll see what what happens. Obviously, St. Louis was paying attention. They saw some of the changes that happened for uh, Dexter Fowler, and so uh, hopefully they're smart enough to say, okay, we, we got to keep these changes implemented, keep him positioned back a little bit more. Let him. I think it was he was positioned further back, right, and so he could move in on the ball more instead of getting getting beat over his head. Um, I believe that's what I read. But Dexter Fowler, I think you're right. Probably gonna be a better player than fantasy. So be careful when you're at the at the draft table for sure. Yeah. Next up. Out in LA, Dodgers, cuz I would never refer to LA for the <laughs> quick one cuz it's re-signings. Kenley Jansen, Justin Turner, go back out. They keep their guys. Um the Jansen one, least surprising thing ever. I just I just could not envision a world where they were not going to get one of those three closers. And honestly, I really thought one of the two. I thought it was going to be Chapman or Jansen for sure. I just really felt strongly about that that they didn't want to be left out in the cold when it comes to having that ace reliever. They keep theirs. They saw last year that he can go deeper when he needs to, particularly in the playoffs. I don't know that it's going to impact his in-season. I don't know that they're going to be using him for two innings with, with any sort of regularity in the regular season, but they could. And maybe they would want to do it five or six times just so that he is stretched out and kind of ready for it when it comes up in October. And maybe we get 75 innings instead of 68. In um, two-thirds, which is what we got last year, uh, 52 the year before. That was because of injury, 65 the year before. So he hasn't really been the 70-something inning guy since 2013. Maybe they get a few extra innings. That's that's about the only thing I could see. Uh, and then Justin Turner, of course, has broken out with that team, going to stay stay there with them. Ends up being a pretty solid deal for him. I think it was five years, 80 mil for uh, for Jansen, and then – Five years? Four years? How many years was it for? Uh, four years. $64 million for Justin Turner. Sorry, getting those numbers on the fly there. Should have written them down. Jansen and Turner, back with the Dodgers. You know what, what were your thoughts when you saw those come by? You
1: know, we don't, we don't talk about uh, PEDs very much. We don't. And Cause we don't not know. really. Yeah, you because know, we don't know. We it was – it is funny, though. I just wanted to bring it up real quick, and I'm not casting aspersions on anyone, but it is funny that I wrote a piece about how Justin Turner learned his approach that he's got from Marlon Byrd. Oh. Yeah. And they trained together in the off season, and the oh. power explosion came, you know, all from, you know, all for, he, when I talked to Turner, he was like, you know, Marlon Byrd taught me to go out and get the ball, be aggressive. This is when they were when we met yeah and it started with the Mets and I think it it sort of shows itself in the numbers in a non in, in sort of a less cynical way it shows itself as a as pull power mm-hmm. um, you can see that the last couple of years with the dodgers he's at thirty seven thirty five percent pull rate those are his two best pull rates of his career um, and uh also the two lowest ground ball rates of his career so we're My basically ball. talking about we're talking about pulling fly balls we're talking about He's uh, he's going out there and getting it and lifting it. So um, you know, I think you know, there's definitely this that piece where he's changed something about his approach, and, and that's good. Um, I, the reason I bring it up, though, because if you if you don't have any cynicism about that, right, and you're just like, oh, he just changed. Yep. He's got two years now with this better power. That's him. You're we can believe it. Surprised. And you also. I think four sixty four is a little bit low, right? You
0: know, <laughs> like right. uh, I say, it was a relative bargain for him to get four sixty four based on what he's done the last two years, uh, three years really, excuse me, with the Dodgers one fifty eight, one forty two, and one one twenty four with his WRC plus totals. I mean, the dude has been straight raking. I know he's going to be thirty two, but it was still like that's a night nice, that's not a bad deal at all. Yeah, it should um, be enough for him to still afford whatever. He's, I'm just kidding. I'm just
1: kidding. Uh, you know. But at 11, so that that'd be, uh, if he's a four win guy next year, that'd be 13 wins over the life of his contract, and uh, that that's 13 wins. You know, and they're paying 64 million for 13 wins, and right now wins should be at seven million a pop plus seven and a half. So there's, I guess you could say, well. He's only done it for two years, so they're they're paying. You know, they're added some risk in there that it does that that it just falls off, right? What, but what I would say it? that from a skills perspective and age, but I aged it. I aged it. I gave him the. the I aged a, a half win every year. Okay. So I said, if he's a four win guy, his projections are for three and a half wins. So that would take off uh, two wins off of what I said um, and make it a little bit, but still make him a bargain. Um, so you know. I think he's, uh, for all intents and purposes, we got to go with it. I just wanted to add that little asterisk because it might be enough for somebody to say, you know, I'm not into it.
0: You know, Uh, one thing I've always liked um, is that the Baseball HQ forecaster, which recently came out, um, they've never been afraid to kind of be honest about some of that stuff, too. And it's mm -hmm. not that you're going to go in and accuse everybody, but like you said, you can't never suggest that maybe that's at play. And it doesn't even have to be the the seedy way that people think about it—shooting needles in your butt right before you go bat. Like that's not that's not what it is. Maybe it's just certain things from GNC that you're just not allowed to take, but that that you know kind of help you out a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Either way, I think I know you. I know that you just got a new gig, but I'm gonna position this to you, and I don't think you can say no. I want to start a secondary podcast called Casting Aspersions. Where we just talk crap on people and <laughs> well, that, that'll go really well with me in the clubhouse. That's, dude. I'm, hey listen, we're gonna sit down for this. Here's the news. It's not just baseball. We're going we're going wide oh, with this. Everybody. We're nice. gonna start uh, guessing who's dating. Other baseball who, writers. And, no, no, no. Pop culture too. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, just make enemies left and right. That be a w. good what's idea What's going on with this person? Is britney Spears <laughs> taking drugs? I mean, we're just going to be casting aspersions, okay? So, that podcast look for that in iTunes soon. That's coming out. It's going to be it's going to be subscriber based though cuz Eno needs to eat y'all and I'm having to him in a lot of different ways. So, we'll we'll, we'll work on that. But no, um, obviously, again, we're like, not trying to let's say. Let's
1: say if you he's... don't worry about that and you believe in the change that he's made at the plate, then you would say that the 19 home runs he's projected for is low. Exactly, 100%. And and uh, I can I can say, I think that's totally defensible. I think he could uh, hit you know 23, 24 homers next year and uh, and be and have some value baked in beyond his projections.
0: So. Yeah, I I I love Turner, so I don't want any of that. Um... C D stuff to be happening but You got to be smart and just say listen What's going on here for somebody at age 32 to uh, In his age 30s to pop out after Nothing he was nothing in his 20s with the Orioles and Mets So uh, Jansen
1: uh, You know he's great he I is, love he, him. he
0: is great Yeah there's not really anything else to say nothing Changes he remains I guess
1: the only thing I might say is like in terms of aging not In terms of like right now it did Occur to me while I was looking around that like He throws one pitch 95% Of the time and if you like that doesn't all of our ideas about aging and stuff are that, you know, multiple pitches is good and you know, this and that and the other thing and like you know, he has one comp, it's either mariano Rivera or not. <laughs> you know? yep. So um uh, it looks like Mariano Rivera and it's but even
0: Harder than Mariano Rivera too.
1: Yeah. I wonder what happens in two thousand twelve he at ninety one nine on the fastball uh and he still had a two three five ERA, so You know, maybe there's nothing to worry
0: about. Maybe he's just disgusting and really awesome. So, yeah, he's like (laughs) the top three sort of closer. You could make a case to take him one if you really wanted. I think it's really a preference thing up there at the top with some of those guys. It is what it is Uh, let's move on because there's just not a whole lot else to say about jansen unless you want to cast an aspersion on him about something (laughs) former catcher maybe he's cheating somehow that knowledge that he earned as a catcher i don't know what it would be but i'm just casting an aspersion
1: i can't i can't imagine i can't it's crazy that he has a 17 percent swinging strike rate and only throws fastballs it's It's amazing
0: dude it's so disgusting he struck out 40 percent of his batters as a major leaguer, not last year, which I mean, he did last year, 41%. Yeah, that's as a amazing. major leaguer, 409 <laughs> innings, 40%. Suck of a cutter. It yeah. Suck it. Suck it, Dan DuCat and in the, in
1: the, in the yeah. Orioles a little exactly bit, too. Exactly for banning the cutter. <laughs> like, what, like what how much evidence do you need? I'm on fire today. Just, let's just get everybody mad at hey, us, man. huh?
0: Speaking of the Orioles. Segway
1: <laughs> <William> <laughs> Castillo,
0: is he going to be their latest uh, not reclamation because they're not really rebuilding guys but like explosion project where they bring a guy over who's like solid like N- Nelson Cruz was not bad in fact he was coming off of a really good season but it was there was some aspersions cast on that they weren't even aspersions they were truths. he got he got uh, suspended for drugs uh, for, for PEDs he had to make good season with them dominated goes out to Seattle Trumbull comes over a little bit of a down season uh, coming off of what was it like injuries really that really kind of sank him with that Arizona Seattle season and he just wasn't good it was bad in Seattle never really got going with Arizona comes over make good season Castillo also coming from Arizona um, they non tendered him I guess they hate his catching that's the best I can say because <laughs> otherwise isn't he perfectly fine as a hitter you know you- and he
1: got I think he got more money than he would have.
0: Oh, absolutely I do I, yeah. th- I think so too. So hey I think they, there's like four or five in gonna...
1: arbitration projections and he got six.
0: And he went from one good park to another, but this one, this one even more favorable for homers, not just uh, not just power hits in general, because Arizona is really more for extra base power hits. But uh, I think Castillo could go, and could we see his first 20-something homer season? He had 19 in 110 games back in 2015. It was down to 14 this past season, but he got 30 points of average, as a little bit of a trade-off there. Just a solid catcher season. Obviously, this means Matt Wieters is done. It's going to be Joseph and Castillo. What do you think of Wellington Castillo and Camden?
1: The thing that I worry about is the thing that Jeff Sullivan wrote so well about, which is that the, that is the framing value on Caleb Joseph could actually make him the better catcher. They're so different. I mean, yes, uh, Castillo's bat is that much better, but Joseph's framing ability is much better. So depending on what you think of, of the value of framing, then you might be worried. However, I would say this. I think that Baltimore has um, shown their hand when it comes to how they value framing because Matt Weiders is cast. not another one. Jeez, we are on a record here. I love it, I love it. Um, anyway, they, they, they played Matt Weiders for a long time, uh, who's not a very good framer. I got an idea. They, yeah.
0: Don't worry about your framing on scrubs like Gallardo and Jimenez and let Caleb Joseph catch Gausman and Bundy.
1: I, I, this, exactly, kind of this is exactly, this exactly what I was thinking about, um, was maybe they have pairings that they like. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So maybe they, and, and the, the question in my chat today was, do you think, um, that a framer is more important for a good pitcher or a bad pitcher? And, and I think you're right to say, maybe use Joseph on a good pitcher where the score is going to be closer. The the one two two one count thing might be more important, mm-hmm. and um, the pitcher himself is going to be closer um, to the plate. So you the the framing could give you that um, that value. You know what I'm saying? Whereas. Mm-hmm. You're not going to frame Ubaldo Jimenez into a great into a great walk rate, probably. No,
0: because a pitch in the left-handed batter's box, you can maybe move it to like the lo- the chalk line of the left-handed batter's box, but it's still going to be a bad pitch. You can't, you can't frame a wild pitch either, like one that goes right. over the umpire's head. They're never going to be tricked into believing that that was a strike.
1: Can we talk about the fact that they're going to go into the season with Giovanni Gallardo and Ubaldo Jimenez as Wade Miley as their Near three through five,
0: they're paying them. Well, I, wait, I, I don't have Miley in there. I got Tillman, Gosman, Bundy, Gallardo, Jimenez.
1: Oh, okay, so it's either Jimenez or Miley, probably. Exactly.
0: Sweet choices.
1: Look at that, Gallardo projected for a four eighty-eight ERA, and I think that might be low.
0: He has. He really did not look good last year, Giovanni Gallardo. Like I've never, never, ever been in on him. I was in on him early with the Brewers when he was getting strikeouts, but once the oh, strikeouts disappeared, yeah, no, he was a young man, maybe. Yeah, it's been a minute. Like since his <laughs> mid twenties, <laughs> it's been like, no thanks, man. <laughs> With your team's strikeout hours. rates, it's been hours. <laughs> it's been it's been at least three hours, dude. i on you. I'm, I'm done. And like it was so fraudulent, the 3.51 ERA and 3.42 ERA in hey, Texas. Oh my God. Yeah, were, it was so fraudulent with a one forty two yeah. whip. Come on. Oh my God. No way. And then the league starts hitting homers at a rampant pace. Plus he goes to another Homer park. Yeah. Good game on that. There was no chance. I was taking guy. And (laughs) that will remain the same this year. There's, there's just no way. And y'all already know how I feel about Jimenez. So I don't know. Maybe that's something that they could do. Uh, Joseph catches those, those young guys that they're really trying to turn into their, their studs. And maybe even Tillman, although I I don't know how they're going to divvy it up. Maybe Tillman kind of gets half and half. um, And then the young guys get, get, joseph and then the the veteran guys who are like eh i'm gonna throw it where i throw it they get uh, they get castillo and his bombs so either way i don't know so maybe that puts a little bit of damper on my 20 homer uh not projection but just question because he might not play enough to get the 20 homers unless he absolutely just tank you know hits tanks left and right i think we can get the mid-teens homers again though castillo is a perfectly fine catcher too um not going to cost you a lot and honestly, if you're if you were trying to save money on catcher, he could be a catcher one in an AL only. You get him and and, and James McCann and you save a bunch of money. Now, you're not going to get a lot of production, but you will save the money. Next, yeah. up, you mentioned this a little bit earlier. Odabel Herrera signs an extension again, a re-signing or an extension. There's not a whole lot to a- analyze in terms of fantasy. Um, uh, as for what the contract's going to do. But I'm curious about just kind of your general thoughts on Herrera after what looked like a really strong season. He kind of altered his approach, started taking more walks. Apparently his dad made fun of him. After 2015, he cast some aspersions on him about striking out too much. Now, he lost it a little bit in the middle of the season, though, did Herrera in terms of that strikeout and walk where he stopped walking nearly as much. He basically fell back into old routines. Second half of the season – July, August, and September, seven walks per month after twenty three, eleven, and eight. So basically he either lowered or held his walk walk total by month. Uh meanwhile the strikeouts really started going up after after uh May. Nineteen, twenty four, twenty six, twenty five. So he actually did kind of lose his way there a little bit. And the bottom line, while a better OPS by twenty points, was the same OPS plus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was striking out more. And it, it is something that is a give and take, I think, with players. I, I try to write about this, and I haven't, I don't think I've nailed it yet, but there's you know, there's a balance between, we talk about it here, is that there's a balance between aggression and patience. And, you know, um, you, the key, and it sounds so simple if you say it this way, is to not swing at balls and to swing at strikes. But, you know, both of them require sort of different skills, and there's a certain amount of re- aggression that you should have you know, if he's becoming too patient and just taking too many pitches, that might be how he gets in the bad counts and strikes out 28% of the time in August. You
0: exactly. That's exactly yeah. what can happen. He goes from being patient and, and you know, kind of controlling the zone to passive, and you get you start getting yourself in trouble there. And his O-swing percentage did not really improve. It was 0.2% different. That's nothing. Um, so, you know, now I will say, while the, the rate stats – Weren't drastically different for an Bel Herrera, um, yielding the similar OPS plus and WRC plus his fantasy season was good. 15 homers and 25 stolen bases. That's really good. 87 runs on a mediocre to ba- uh, bad team. We'll call them bad team. Phillies were, uh, especially offensively. That's a good season for what he costs. He's going to be 25. I still really like the skills that we're seeing here through two seasons for a former rule five pick, by the way, too. Um, and I'm just curious of one thing, and this is probably the most important question. Do you think he bat flipped the pen after he signed the extension?
1: <laughs> most definitely. Okay, so. You know, it is funny because over the course of the year, yeah, his swing and O-swing didn't change. But in his first month of the year, his O-swing percentage was 20%, 21%. Oh, wow. And his swing percent was 42%. So he really now,
0: lost his way like let after, me just look that at that great start.
1: I'm just going to look through August through the end of the season because that's when he was striking out um, you know, uh, 27% of the time. His O swing then was 36% and the swing percent was 48%. So he, I think he just reverted. His
0: dad's going to clown him again.
1: He just reverted. He just went back to what, who he was.
0: Christmas is going to be a nightmare for him. His dad's going to be back out there making jokes about him. Like that. By the way, it sounds like I'm joking, but his dad like that was one. That was one of the stories in in the Philly media was that his dad legitimately just kind of like poked fun at him for striking out way too much. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully he gets back in his ear and says, "Bruh, what are you doing?" What well, was, what was with the yeah, I
1: think that Odubel is also uh, right at the middle of the the power explosion thing because you know when they when they studied the power explosion over at 538, Rob Arthur did matching pairs where he took guys in the minor leagues against. Minor league pitchers, and then found those same pairs in the major leagues, and the uh, the batter was hitting more home runs. And if you look at Odubel Herrera's minor league stuff, he never he never had an ISO over point one hundred, ever. And then last year he was point one three four with fifteen homers. So I think you just have to kind of readjust in your head that the you know ten homers is the new five homers, and you know fifteen homers is the new seven homers, and um. You know, it's it's hard to do on the fly, can, but uh, can
0: he uh, can he do more than his twenty five stolen bases, or is that a ceiling that you see for for Because I'll take ten homers if I can get thirty swipes.
1: Right. Um. I mean, it's all tied together a little bit because his he had the best walk rate of his career if you look at it for the season, but if you look at the parts of the season, it you know
0: how did his stolen bases? Would bring you have by
1: like if the team gets better around him? Is he the leadoff hitter anymore? When you know J.P. Crawford is playing well and
0: is Crawford you enough know, to hit leadoff though? Does he start as a seven eight hitter? Maybe.
1: Well, Crawford. Yeah, he might start as a seven eight hitter, but Crawford has a lot more innate patience in terms of walks and stuff. True. True. And then there's Roman Quinn,
0: who I uh, still like, by the way.
1: He's going to and... factor somehow, and he might have a better pre. Uh, uh, he might have a better walk rate. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily has a better uh, true talent OBP, so because, uh, he, has he has more st- speed than Odubel.
0: He has stereotypical meet-off skills. But if he- it's
1: if it's like Quinn, if, if the lineup is like Quinn um, Quinn Odebel, he can still steal some bases. I don't think they would, you know. It's still about who's coming up after Odebell. Here's you the know. thing:
0: Odebell is starting to get some some uh slotting in the second and third spots too he played 38 games batting second 23 batting third now to your point about as the team gets better he's definitely not a three hitter if they get better as they hope right i mean i like Bell as much as the next guy but i think he has to be a one two seven guy yeah uh, depending on depending on how good your team is and obviously you prefer him up up near the top with that obp but um I wouldn't
1: push the projection too hard on him. He's uh, he was a Rule Five guy that you know this is this is more than people expected of him. Definitely. So I think I would just be happy with what I got. And in fact, I might even consider shopping him in, in Dynasty and in, in keeper leagues because we know that uh, Stonebeach doesn't age that well. He's twenty four. He's not you know 18, 19, 20. You know he was a Rule Five guy, so he took the you know the longest amount of time that he could in the minors. Um, you know he had 21 steals in 2014, 17 steals in 2013. You know that's and that's in the minor leagues where sometimes people just you know if you go all the way back to a ball to for those 34 steals, you know that's in a ball if the guy can run. You know the catchers are bad. You have
0: two legs. Bad. You, can, you <laughs> can get like just 10 stolen bases based on that.
1: And yeah, people have done crazy numbers in the minor leagues in in a ball. You know 60 still like Moncada stole. I don't know, like 50 stolen bases in, in a ball
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just, if you pace it out for the year. And, think, uh, uh, and he's not going to steal. I don't think he'll steal more than 10 or 15 in the majors.
0: This talk about his stolen bases, I'm going to consider this an aspersion. Consider the, no, aspersion. My Lord. the aspersion is cast. Eno's talking left and people. right. Yep, it's happening. I and just called
1: him a rule five guy at the peak of his I mean, value.
0: I mean. We're just dicks. We're just huge dicks, dude. Just throwing aspersions out here left and right. We got here. This is great, though. With three more signings, all, like, low-level guys, we're going to be able to cast tons of aspersions. Oh, nice. That's Especially wild. this next guy because I don't think that you've ever really been a fan. And I like to cast aspersions on his terrible Harry Carey impersonation. Derek Holland, <laughs> of the White Sox. Because it's not even a Harry Carey impersonation. It's a Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey impersonation, <laughs> which is particularly mind-numbing. And it's not because I'm against Harry Carey. It's just or, um, Will Farrell's because that's Will Ferrell's imitation. Anyway, uh, 5 ERA basically the last two years, 491, 495. It has not been good. He showed some glimpses back when he was in his early 20s. I mean, we're talking now. That's 2010, 2011 for Derek Holland. It has been a while Oh actually I give 2013 was good. So it's a, it's been, but that's still 3 years. Injuries have been problematic. There's not a lot to love here for a 30-year-old. I don't blame the White Sox for taking their gamble on a, I think it's a one-year deal for him. See if Don Cooper can can do some things for 6 mil. What do we think here, Derek Holland anything left and any opportunity, or any chance you're taking him in AL labor for $1? Ooh.
1: I, I was trying to see today if if I could turn him into Andrew Miller. Oh, okay. Um, so I was looking at uh, I was looking at his slider. No, because uh, there's something weird about Holland's um, Holland's slider. It doesn't. It's bad. I don't know. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't move the same. So uh, a lefty slider should have negative movement. Um, just because of pitch FX, so it should have. It basically, should it should cut right? Mm-hmm. And um, Holland, Holland has nothing that cuts, and I don't know. It must be a function. He's almost like a uh, like a bad Drew Smiley in a way. Like it, That's he has nothing that play. cuts. That's an no, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I like Smiley enough, but he, he doesn't. He doesn't have anything that cuts. So the slider's nothing like uh, Andrew Miller's slider because. Andrew Miller slider gets like six inches more drop and like three or four inches more cut. So or I think it's, it might almost be five inches more cut and goes like three, four miles an hour faster. So it's just like, I don't think that all that's going to happen when he goes to the pen. He
0: gave it a valiant effort.
1: Right. Well, I was like, well, heat, lefty. What if, what if, and I'm sure that somebody in Chicago is saying, Hey, what if he turns into our well, thing,
0: He's had some raw stuff that, that, could at least maybe not talking Andrew Miller, but you're thinking, hey, maybe it's just not going to work as a starter, and we get a nice lefty out of the bullpen here. Yeah, uh, I don't know, you know, like what what pitches does he discard here? The slider was the worst of the bunch from a performance standpoint this year in terms of uh, triple slash line, but it had the forty percent strikeout rate, far and away his best swing. And I mean, it
1: should hit. be his best pitch. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see that the curve is almost average. Um, so I think I would say just throw away the change. I mean, I, it's surprisingly threw more change ups than sliders, and that change is just bad. I and mean, it is just bad. It is so bad. does matter what aspect you try to look at it. Movement. It it drops less than a sinker. Mm-hmm. It almost drops the same as his four seam, and your four seam is not supposed to drop. So not it's good. Uh, not it has good. less it has less horizontal movement than his forcing. It's just not good. It's not good in any way. And he needs to just give up on it. I think because he's got, if he put some more effort into that curveball uh, and was just like, uh, you know, sinker slider curve, you know, and the forcing doesn't look that good either, man. It gets fewer whiffs than a sinker. Well, that Uh,
0: really turned the tide on, on Holland was he used to work 93, 95 with regularity. On his on his four seamer and it could it could actually miss a few bats here and there too and yeah. and, and keep the contact down uh you know, ninety two Now it's nothing it just it just doesn't work that well. The skills have really fallen off, and the thing of it is even at the peak of his powers from a strikeout standpoint, his swinging strike rate was never really that great so any backslide on an eight to nine percent swinging strike in a real
1: season his best strikeout rate was seven per nine basically okay he had that eight per nine one year he was was good for one year and i still didn't believe it
0: 2013 was good but it came on the heels of a a horrible year and uh it was promptly met with injury and he just hasn't been the same since so this is a this is a dollar gamble at most i won't be taking the gamble i'll wait and see if there's something there next up koji uahara 35,000-year-old um, signs with the Cubs. Oh, but
1: that's fine. That's perfect. I mean, he's not going to be their closer, I don't think. No, and
0: not a chance. And he doesn't
1: need I think he – yeah, his homer, he's, he's had a homer problem, but he's been in the AL, so I think he could shave a couple of those homers
0: off. And I don't even think that he's second in command. I think it would go back to Hector Rondon. So they just want him to go out there. Honestly, they're probably paying for 40 innings because they understand. Like this is yeah. a dude that, you know, even five, six, seven years ago um, – well, he, broke, he broke in now in, in age two, uh, 34 in tw- 2009. Always has had injury issues. I think he only has one legitimately full season back in 2013. He was
1: great. It's a lot of splitters, you know. He
0: just, he just pops that splitter. He hangs a lot of them. Homers have always been an issue. You, you, you keep the hits down.
1: I think he might rip up the home. National League. He might have like a you know 1.8 ERA this year. It might be in 45 innings. It you might only surprise c- me. You might come with like three to five saves. There's an outside chance. In fact, if we're if we're talking dollar plays in this group, uh, this might be my dollar play. NL only. I I
0: would agree. You know the 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 back back end of that
1: bullpen is is up in the air right now.
0: Over Holland, and then the next guy we're going to talk about. I'll just loop him in right now because we're not going to go too deep on Mike Dunn in Colorado. Um, but yeah, uh, out of the three, demand a deep dive. You know, actually, you know what, guys? We're gonna punt. We're gonna put that on a separate episode. Friday episode, a whole episode. Mike Dunn only. Uh, we're gonna start with his biography. Talk about his high school stats. We're gonna really, no, really dive in.
1: Let's look at this. Let's look at this pen right now. It's uh, Wade. Oh, it's Wade Davis. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's why I said he's definitely not going to close, okay. and he might not even be second in command.
1: But yeah, but you know, he could still be one of those dollar plays where he's good.
0: That's the <laughs> it I don't a really think good picture. That your 180 is crazy, right? He hasn't been near there in the last three years. But if he goes there, first, first off, even if it's 280, if it's 280 with a, these guys, 11 to 12 him. strikeouts per nine.
1: He's, he's not a guy you're used to. If you if you've never seen him, you're just like, what, what was the that?
0: Hell is going on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what is going on?
1: Everything's a splitter, and then even when it's not a splitter, it's only 88, but it's rising up in my eyeballs, and it's like. Everything's at my tits and my toes. I can't see anything. Here's the
0: thing. Even if you get 45 innings of the of the same 345 that he had last year, I'm not going to tell you that that's a good ERA, but those 18 earned Correct. runs yeah. are not going to kill you. You're going to get strikeouts, and you're going to get an incredible whip. He's a nice little whip. Get
1: three five. So he's, a, he's a perfect guy also to just throw in for a dollar at the very end or reserve um, that you kind of put in your lineup and then um, replace with the – for your first free agent uh, attempt ever. I, I mean, yeah, uh, Carl Edwards Jr. is a little bit more exciting, but I think that he's more likely to be a $1 or $2 guy because people will find him exciting, well, you especially
0: know? especially after the playoffs. I think people are going to be yeah. saying, oh, I want Edwards.
1: Like one in and in, in an only and, um, and useful. And in terms of holds, he might be, you know, well, the eighth call inning call. guy. You know?
0: Because he could get those holds um, in but the seventh and like eighth inning. Look at that bullpen. Well, it, it went from problem like people were worried because they didn't oh, have a, a right. lockdown closer to all of a sudden they go Davis and Uehara and now you're talking Davis Rondon Uehara Edwards, uh, Strobel. Just
1: told me that Justin Grimm is the nastiest one of the nastiest relievers they've ever seen in their lives and Justin Grimm is their sixth best pitcher right now. I, in the I pen. have a, uh,
0: a, a Cubs friend, uh, Cubs fan friend, who would not stop singing the praises of Justin Grimm to me all year. Yes. I always talk about how I play MLB the show and, and they upgrade cards within the season based on how they're doing. And he kept saying they need to make Justin Grimm's card better. Yeah. And I at and, dude, the dude is filthy 30%, yeah. uh, 33 and 30% strikeout rates. The last two years, devastating swinging strike rate backs it up. I mean, yeah. his ERA was a little bit high, but as a reliever, I'm, I'm guessing and I haven't looked into it. So I, I can later. Best that,
1: defensive team of all time behind him. He had a 321 Babbitt. I don't know about that.
0: That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm feeling like maybe there was some bad luck there, some implosion outings that can really tank a reliever's ERA. So, and, But like you said, he's just a sixth guy. It's a devastating bullpen. There's no way that they can't be one of the favorites again, probably the odds-on favorite in the National League and maybe the league at large. Sorry if you're a Cubs hater, but you might have, you're going to have to get used to them, man. I don't think they're going anywhere. Uh, Mike Dunn out in Colorado, he's a lefty. I don't think he's going to ever end up really pushing for closer. Um, our boy Adovino would be would be the one a boy but I, I've, I've latched on him i'm cheating I'm, I'm I'm hanging on there to your coattails on on the out love he's so good uh jake de DeGron- uh, jake mcgee excuse me is still there i think he would be next in command and i think even jason mott would get a shot over at a uh, mike dunn would you one dollar mike Dunn it all for anything or is this just a complete no thanks i
1: um, mean I don't. I'm not like a. I don't love ground balls because they're not inherently valuable, you know, in the way that we need them to be. You know, they can, you know, they, can skip they yeah, and they're not. They're not. They're not. Uh, you shouldn't spend your whole life looking for ground ball guys. But um, you know, he is uh, like a sort of extreme non-ground ball guy. He
0: loves fly balls. <laughs> he he can yeah. agree with you more on that. He casts a lot of aspersions on ground balls. He thinks that and ground those, balls are stupid.
1: Yeah, and the, and that outfield in in Colorado is just really big, and some of those are going to drop. And um, I think maybe I don't know. Steamer must not have him in Colorado yet because he hasn't per one inning in a three fifty three ERA. I think yeah, he's not to big, didn't do anything yet. Even more like a three seven five one three guy, maybe a strikeout per inning. That's just not going to help you in ratios. In holds, he could be a bad holds league guy for, you know, but, but maybe, I think
0: he's going to get those sneaks. And he's a lefty field. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's getting like lefties in the seventh. Yep. done. So that's not necessarily a great position to get holds in.
0: Seduces so Mike Dunn. All right. <laughs> Sorry, man. and cast. Get out of here, Mike Dunn. We, we just, we, you're lucky we even talked about you, Mike Dunn. It was a slow. It was a slow news day, so uh, we 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 just, just relax. You uh, know, any final thoughts here as we as we wrap up for the week?
1: No, no. Uh, my new venture that people are asking about in chats and on Twitter and stuff is going to drop uh, soft launch on Monday. So Excellent. make sure you tweet that. For that. Sure. And oh, you know what? I think I can leak some some knowledge to uh, to to the podcast people because you all are my peeps. Uh, we have a name, and it's going to be kind of cool for a guy that works in baseball to uh, work for a beer site named October.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: So I absolutely yeah.
0: love it. First off, that's the greatest month ever. Uh, yeah. There's a tall, skinny nerd born in the month of October. There you go. 1981, and he loves that That month. came up in the meeting when we were throwing names at I figured. I figured that had to be <laughs> one of the – probably not the first thing mentioned, but like the third – <laughs> was born in October. Well, maybe we should consider but that. But it's a big
1: month. It's a big month for beer too, because that's when Great American Beer Fest is. It's sort of when you switch. there's It's wet hop season for the, for people who care. That's a sort of a, a cool uh, subset of IPAs. Is sort of the harvest wet hop IPA. Wet and hop then um, summer. <laughs> yeah, nope. exactly. And then you you go from. The lighter styles in October over to uh, the the deeper styles, the the stouts and porters and stuff. So, so
0: uh, great name, love it. I'm I'm on board. I got my chat coming up tomorrow. I'll have a mailbag episode coming. Don't don't
1: get me in trouble. I don't think I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that. But you know, it's kind of fun to leak something real. It's like Yo, uh, it's like I broke news. We shared
0: something. that with y'all. Y'all keep it keep it. To, that's <laughs> oh you. oh my God! Edwin Encarnacion. He just signed for two hundred million dollars with the Astros. Oh my God! Oh my God! I can't believe it. Two hundred million dollars for three years. That's insane.
1: What I did there was I I, I lied once and i told the truth once and i'm not gonna tell you which one's true which one's I
0: boom on that note not we we'll end just not you know <laughs> we'll talk next week when you can maybe give a little bit more information without it being considered a leak until then <laughs> take care
1: yes thanks for listening